Welcome back. Did you enjoy the fish? It was cooked perfectly, don't you think? No? Well, I'm very sorry to hear that. Is there anything else I can do for you today? You want more? Sir, but I just thought, all right, I will get you another order. How was it prepared? Well, it was, uh, foiled. Hmm. Welcome to Tales of Prowess, a show that delves into the mysteries, secrets, and oddities of a world that was once yours, now called the Wetlands. This show explores the small lives of those who live and die in the wetlands. I will be your guide for these elapsing minutes. As you listen to the waves crashing against you, it is apparent that for the time being, you are one of us. A traveler, visiting from far away. So, traveler, let me tell you a tale. A tale of prowess. On the last episode of How to Kill a Stalker, we found ourselves in the midst of a battle between human and beast. Janus, a lone survivor up against an evolving tyrant. Janus found some supplies, but it wasn't enough. She needed more. Before she could obtain more, though, the stalker attacked her. She was able to wound it pretty bad, but not without receiving some damage of her own. Janice's face was seeping into the mud. Blood and drool mixed with dirt and sweat to create an awful mixture. She lifted her head up. She couldn't see out of one eye. For about thirty seconds, she just laid there, half blind, listening to the rain. After this, she realized that the reason she was blind was that there was a leaf attached to her face emulsified by the blood. It peeled off, hurting her but also giving her sight again. It was dark now. The rain hadn't stopped though. How long had it been? A couple hours at least. The silence was deafening, but hey, at least the stalker was gone for now. Janice could see the town she was so close to before. The small lights of the windows. There were candles burning after days of being on. She wondered how everyone else was. She was the only one out of the whole fire team who wasn't in it for the money. She was in it for him. The path she was on was so clear now. She needed to get to the town, find more to use, then kill this fucker. Janice hobbled up the hill onto the road, 
She couldn't help but laugh. She was so close to town. To safety. The town itself was empty. They evac'd everyone who was useful, and then hired five others from out of town to deal with the problem. They were all hired guns and smoked and looked like uh, those cool guys in movies that would walk away from explosions. Some were from other camps, others were wanderers. One was an AV pilot, but they were all dead now. Janice was making her way to the church. It was where they held most of the supplies needed to hold out for a bit. If she could just find a grenade or a shotgun or some other weapon, maybe Janice would have a fighting chance. The stained glass windows of the church were cracked from bombs that were detonated close to the site. But it was before Janice's time, though, so she didn't really understand, but she respected the artistry. The church was so empty. She was used to it being filled with people selling wares, food, clothing. Now it was just empty. Janice went downstairs to the basement. Her side began to hurt again, and she almost fell but caught herself last minute. Janice searched the cold underbelly of the church and found nothing. They must have packed everything and left so they could use as much as they could when they were out there. Janice scurried through the dust and the boxes to find nothing, just scraps of wool and broken glass. Frustrated, Janice kicked one of the boxes and screamed as loud as she could, Kill me! Kill me now! And get this rudimentary life over with! Janice marched, took another stack of boxes and punched them repeatedly. They were all almost empty. There was a hose. She slammed her hand into the metal end. The pain and the paper cut she was receiving was nothing compared to the horror the town would feel when they learned she failed them. She failed him. Janice had one job and she failed. Her legs gave out from under her. Janice collapsed onto the floor, crying. She shriveled up wishing that the world could just implode onto her and go black. Janice cried, and cried until her face was red and puffy. If they were to come back and see her alive, they would surely do her in right then and there. So, she had a choice. Try, or die. Well, she always wanted to be a phoenix. Janice got up, took the hose, and dragged it outside. She'd found one of the diesel-powered cars and shoved the tube into the gas tank. She siphoned some gas out, then took the blanket and covered it in the gas. The grain was going to make it difficult to soak, but after about a minute of pouring diesel gas onto the blanket, she thought it was good enough. She needed something to light the blanket, though. A generator would be too hard to carry. All she needed was a spark. Lighters. There should be lighters in the kitchen. Janice raced as fast as she could, hobbling around the corner and found a small mini Bic lighter in the kitchen. It was green, fluorescent green. It was good enough. Janice knew the stalker wouldn't come into town 
The sightings and deaths were always in the woods. The team was able to track and draw it out more and more, but were never able to kill it before it would run away. Meaning, Janice had to limp her way back into the forest. She walked back past the road, down the hill, and back over T's body. She walked further and further into the woods. The light from the town faded until she was in complete darkness. Then, taking the blanket, she wrapped it around herself and kneeled in the mud, waiting. Her hand was shaking. The big lighter inside of her white-knuckled fist. Fumes invaded her senses. It was hard to breathe. The rain was letting up now. Maybe there was hope. She could see nothing. The weight of the drenched blanket made it difficult to move. She couldn't tell if the liquid on her face was water or blood anymore. There, a small jingle in the distance. It was far. It smelled her. He was on the way. Another jingle. The cans were working, and the stalker was too stupid to realize he wasn't sneaky anymore. A bit closer. Her hand was shaking from the blood loss and the cold. She didn't know why she flipped the lighter when she did, but she just felt she needed to. And when that blanket burst into flames, it was time. Janice grabbed the blanket and flung it towards the sound of the cans. As she spun, she could now see the stalker was five feet away from her face and had the burning blanket in its eyes. The stalker reared back, yelping, trying to get the burning blanket out of its face. Janice could now see black smoke rising from the dog's face, or what once was a dog. The stalker smashed into a tree and finally threw the blanket off. The fur was singed, and the flesh was blistered from pain. Janice could only see the shadowy face of the creature, lit by the blanket. She knew that the only way she was going to be able to kill it was if she saw it. Immediately, Janice ran to the tree. The stalker ran at her. Pushing every fiber of her being to the maximum, it felt as if each one of her cells in her body was individually exploding. The pounding of the footsteps. She dove for cover behind the tree. Miraculously, she got behind the tree before the stalker could reach her. She heard the massive dead oak whine and crack. It was about to fall, and she was right underneath it. Janice began to crawl. The pain in her side and head were excruciating. The massive scab that once held herself together was now almost completely gone. Janice's side was warm again as blood drained into her jacket. Mud and rocks were too wet and deep for her to make any ground as she crawled. She was about to get crushed, when suddenly she felt a sharp pain in her left shoulder as she was lifted up. The stalker had her. It lifted her high up in the air, trying to swallow her whole. Janice could feel each bone crack and disintegrate into stringy mush. 
She looked into the red eyes and smiled as her eyes turned a peachy light pink. They were bright, so bright that they illuminated the whole creature. Janice could tell, like her, there was no going back. The amount of damage sustained meant no matter what, it would die. The leg that the machete was already in had some fungus growing in it. The cuts and bullet holes were green and infected. Its face was half burned away now. All that matters is who gets the last laugh. Janice's eyes were bright as flashlights now, smiling into the eyes of death. The tree slammed into the stalker's back, and he immediately let go of Janice. She fell to the mud in pain. She looked up, eyes still illuminated. There were two big pops from the stalker's back. It whimpered, but it was quick enough to slip underneath the log before it pinned him. He stumbled, then looked at Janice. She began to chuckle. The chuckle turned into a laugh. A laugh into a howling scream. She got up with her one good arm and watched. The stalker's mouth began to steam, then bubble, then melt. The front of the nose and bottom half of the jaw were starting to sludge off of him. The stalker was trying to open its mouth, but it was stuck. Her blood as more and more of the front of the mouth fell, it enraged the stalker. He charged at Janice as she ducked behind the collapsed tree. The stalker rammed its horn into the side of the tree and sending it and Janice flying. Janice watched as a half-ton tree flew over her head and down the side of a hill like a stick. It bounced off a couple other trees and ended upside down at the bottom. Janice looked back at the stalker. His muscles strained, veins pulsed, eyes locked on her. The stalker ripped its own jaw open. Teeth, fur, and mush all became one. Stringy sinew and blood flying everywhere. There was still steam coming from where the blood stuck to his flesh. But now, he was free from her prowess. She had nothing left. Janice forced herself up and ran, ran to the hill. She was not gonna let this thing kill her. She won't. The pounding began one final time behind her. All she needed to do was jump. She could hear his feet pounding behind her. With one final push of life, she bounded off the hill's edge. Janice heard a snap behind her, and then the face of the stalker as it flipped over open mouth. He overshot and was going ahead of her. They were now face to face in freefall. The stalker was upside down. Janice felt bliss. Then her body hit the side of the hill first. She was in so much pain, but the mud and the leaves were 
easy to slide down. They both descended at the same time, eyes focused on each other. Janice wondered whose German Shepherd that used to be, whose family he was home to. Janice used to have a German Shepherd. She wondered where he was right now. As that thought slipped through her brain, the upside-down tree rocketed itself into the stalker's mouth, shooting out of its back. Janice rolled down to the bottom of the hill face-up. No more energy. No more life. Bleeding, but successful. Janice watched as the red eyes went from angry to panic, to sad, then calm, then gone. Janice laughed and closed her eyes. Blood was coming out of her mouth as she whispered, For Atlas. listening to this episode of Tales of Prowess. This episode was written and edited by Philip Jones. Score composed by Abigail Hines. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our handle is at Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to support this podcast, our link is at the bottom of the description. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful day.